Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. All right, Tiki and Tierney back on the fan. It's 1145 on this Wednesday. Big couple of days for the Mets broadcast team. Oh, yeah, big news. Big additions. Uh, As we announced a few days ago here at Odyssey, the addition of Keith Radd and Pat McCarthy, both to WCBS 880's uh, flagship broadcast coverage of the Mets baseball uh, season, beginning this year, of course, coming up in 2023. Now, Radd will be... Uh, play-by-player, and uh, and also color commentary as he teams up with um, with the great Howie Rose. And McCarthy, who, as we know, Tiki has worked with his dad quite a bit, uh, former Mets announcer as well, Tom McCarthy. But um, the younger McCarthy will serve as pregame and postgame host for broadcast and uh, providing play-by-play for select games as well. That's all the legal, you know, Odyssey-released uh, information. We just want to talk to the young man, see what he's all about, and say congrats on an awesome on an awesome uh, anointing of a fantastic job, and I'm sure the realization of a dream. How you doing there, buddy? What's going on? Uh, I'm doing great. Yeah, it's been a... Uh... Been a surreal couple of days. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. Hey, Pat, it's awesome. It's awesome to have you on. And obviously, we've met a couple of times. Uh, I think your dad called me right away about after you got this job. And so, I, how exciting is this for you? I mean, it's 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 a dream to uh, be in a booth, but to get this opportunity with a team that's really on the come, as you know, with the Mets. I mean, how awesome is this for you, Pat? Yeah, it, it's 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 amazing because I mean, like you. Like you said yesterday, you know this is a this is a team that's ready to to take this city by storm, and, it, and it's a and it's a team that's ready to you know take the the National League and potentially Major League Baseball by storm. The the additions that have been made, and with, in addition to the guys that were already there, this is a roster that's ready to win right now. So to have an opportunity to join this broadcast team at this moment, it, it's pretty special because I think we all feel that. There's something coming here in 2023 and beyond, and just to be part of this ride is going to be a pretty, pretty incredible experience. Now you have baseball in your blood a little bit. Now most people don't know this. I don't know if BT knows this, but you're big, man. You're big like your dad. You're six five, but you were a submarine pitcher. Like how the <laughs> heck is that possible? How hard did you throw, Pat? I know, right? And why did you Below decide to Pat. go down like that? <laughs> 
below bat speed, that's for sure. I, yeah, just, you know, I always laugh. It was just your typical 260 pound, six foot five submariner. I, you know, the first time I ever went onto a mound in college, we were scrimmaging against Princeton. And, uh, you know, I get out there and, and the umpire looks at her catcher and he goes, Oh man, look at this big guy coming out here. And my catcher just pulls his mask down and says, Oh yeah, well, wait do you see his fastball. And then the, uh, first pitch, I dropped down and, and swing it in there at about 67 miles an hour. And he's just like, all right, then here we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, man. You know, I, I wasn't a great pitcher. I wasn't a great first baseman in high school. So uh, I, I kind of just started messing around with dropping down and, you know, got a chance to throw in Legion a little bit and then, you know, had a chance to throw in college for a couple of years. So it was pretty fun. It was, it was a pretty incredible experience. See, it's interesting, too, because when I was growing up, I, I tried to emulate these ball players. I wanted to be Mattingly. I wanted to be Chris Mullen. And... While I fell asleep to the radio every night, a true story, I, I didn't necessarily have broadcasting aspirations really until Mike and Chris came along, and I'm like, wow, this is this is a viable career path. Did you grow up wanting to be a player more than a broadcaster or a broadcaster more than a player? Well, the idea of becoming a player was was uh, wiped away pretty quickly, uh, you know, once I got to high school. And, you know, if you needed to walk off 10-run rule, I was your guy. Uh, but that was that was about it. You know, originally I was I was going to go to college to play basketball, honestly, uh, you know, and and then I ultimately went to Syracuse, so I, I didn't end up playing there. Not that I don't think I would have thrived in that two three zone, but you know, it just wasn't quite for me. Uh, yeah, I, I probably decided to, that the broadcasting was what I wanted to do around the age of sixteen or seventeen. I, when I was younger, I, I had a number of things I wanted to do. I wanted to be a marine biologist at one point. I wanted to be a teacher, like everything except being a broadcaster. Uh, and then, I, I, you know, you kind of have that aha moment and you come to that realization of how cool it would be to become a broadcaster, to watch sports every single day. So, you know, I started working at my high school news station when I was a sophomore in high school. And from there, that itch just became a fire. And, you know, went to Syracuse, did it there for a year before I transferred to the college in New Jersey. And, and that's where everything kind of took off from there. So you basically figured out that my dad has a pretty cool job, right? My dad's actually not a dork. He's actually really cool. That's what you figured out, right? Honestly, that's exactly what it was. And it was, I, and I can remember starting, you're, you're a young kid. You don't necessarily appreciate everything that goes into what your dad does mm-hmm. and, and the sacrifices that he puts in so that way you can have these incredible experiences. You know, when you're a 10-year-old kid, it's just, it's just not what clicks. And then... You know, once I kind of started to have that understanding of everything that he put in to allow us to do what we love to do, I was like, man, that would be pretty awesome. Not just to do, but then to one day pass down to my kids, you know, when that time comes. And and that's where I I decided that this is what I wanted to pursue full time. And and I've just fallen in love with it ever since. So we're talking about... No, I was going to say, BT, for those who don't know, we're talking about Tom McCarthy is my broadcast partner when I do CBS games. He also calls the Phillies games. So he's been in the business doing a lot of different things for a lot of years. Did some Big 12 games. Oops. uh, uh, Big 10 games, I should say, um, you know, for the for CBS this past season. So, you know, Tom is is very experienced and a good friend of mine. And so, Pat, I was going to ask you, like, what do you think you learned from your dad? Because you were out there doing stats for him. I see you, he's got you sweating on the side, getting him all the things that you need to do. But what do you learn from being a you know a, a next generation of broadcasting? Because there's been a lot of them in, the, in our industry over the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of things. Number one is how to be prepared and how to go into a broadcast to make sure that you know exactly what it is 
to say in any particular moment and to have stories for anything. And, and it's more important, I think, in baseball than anything because when it's 100 degrees in the middle of July and it's a 15-2 to two ball game, you got to keep people entertained, especially on the radio side of things. People are tuning in to hear stories. So, you know, I think in terms of preparation, that's the number one thing. And number two, it's just it's how to be a good person in this industry. You interact with so many people, uh, and it's so important that when you go into a booth, you know them and you know who they are. And to me, when I when I go to these booths with my dad, the one thing that I'm always in such awe of is that he always knows everybody, and he knows their names and he knows their stories. So, so many people work so hard behind the scenes of a broadcast that. They don't necessarily get all of the limelight and they don't get all the recognition that they deserve. So, you know, things that I observe are things like that, the little things that you can do to help make the broadcast better just by interacting with the people around you. So we talk a lot about broadcasting, but more than anything, you know, I, I watch just how he is as a person and how I can learn from him that way. That's good instinct. That's smart. Kid. Don't, don't change that. Let me ask you this, Pat. How do you deal with... How do you process with the inevitable uh, social media shade that comes everybody's way? Yeah, I, I think you have to just kind of take it in stride and and know that there's a lot more good out there than there is the negative. And it, it's kind of like a Yelp review, right? Like not many people are going to take the time to write a positive review on Yelp, but they're sure going to take a you know those 15 seconds to write a negative one and. You, know, you just kind of have to accept that for what it is and, and understand that chances are for every one negative person there is out there, there's about five positives. And you would hope that eventually you can change them, but you can control what you can control. And the only thing you can control is the people that you interact with and, and the people that get to know you. And you hope that the people that you do know aren't the ones writing the negative reviews. Especially your dad. I hope your dad's not writing anything negative about you, Pat. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't exactly. be good. Exactly. So I just kind of take it for what it is and yeah. understand that it's part of the business we live in and it's part of the world that we live in right now in terms of social media. So you can do. And you just got to run with it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Smart. Hey, Pat, who, who, are you, who is your – where is your fandom? You know what I mean? Like you, it's Philly. Is it New York? Like obviously, it's now who be careful, I, buddy. Me, right? Because I grew up be a careful. Washington Redskins fan, but when the yeah. paycheck started coming from New York, I kind of flipped to becoming a Giants fan. So, yes. where's the, where is the fandom for you? Listen, I'm all in on the Mets right now. I'm excited to be part of this, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah, you know, my earliest memories of a baseball fan or as a Mets fan, and that was in 2006 and 2007. Those were some pretty special years. You know, I know 2007 didn't necessarily end the way that Mets fans hoped it would, but my earliest memories are going to Shea, you know, as a nine-year-old kid and and getting a chance to be around the game. That's where I first fell in love with it. Those are my first real experiences with Major League Baseball. It was my first time experiencing playoff baseball. It was in 2006. Uh, and, you know, I was at Game 6 of the NLCS before they forced the Game 7 against the Cardinals. And, you know, I went to Game 1 of the NLDS against the Dodgers and, there's just so many great memories. I loved that team so much. I loved Paul LaDuca and Carlos Delgado when they came over. Uh, I wore 38 in college because Joe Smith is my favorite pitcher ever. Wow. Uh, you know, I wore 53 one year because I emulated Chad Bradford. You know, these were the guys <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, I 
watched as a really young guy. But I always laugh at people about the Joe Smith thing. I'm like, oh no, he was my first taste as a submariner, and I, I loved it. He's I, a great I, guy. Have you ever? He's a great guy. You've met him. He's, he's terrific. Best. I have. Okay. Yeah. Really good best. person. Good choice on that. All right, man. Well, listen. Uh, if you mess up, we're just going to strip you down to the Triple A team again. Hopefully, uh, you know. Hopefully, there's <laughs> no missteps good. here. You know, maybe Double A if it's a real egregious misstep. Uh, in, in all sincerity, Pat, it's awesome. Uh, you're young, young up and comer. You got a chance to. Who knows? I mean, you could be a fabric of the city for multiple decades if that's what you want, and and you do as well as I think many of us think you're going to do. So, congrats on the. Uh, on the on the hiring and and go get it, man. Can't wait to hear yeah. you. Looking forward hey, to congrats, it. Congrats, Pat, man. Good luck to you, and we're excited for this. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Thank you, I appreciate it. And uh, hey, and then we're gonna roll right into Princeton Tiger football, right? Right after that, and it's gonna be a uh, there you go. Be a Call lot some AJ Barber. Call some AJ right. Barber. We'll find out where Andre is going to get drafted too. We got a lot of fun ahead of us. Yeah, that's right. He is. I heard the Giants are looking at him as a maybe a late round uh, acquisition. I'm hoping so. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he had a pretty good Senior Bowl, I hear. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much. I really appreciate it and uh, looking be, forward to the season. Be good, Pat. All Thank right, you, Pat. Man. There you go. Also, does Tip Princeton, obviously. I don't know if you guys knew that, but Tiki's son plays there, hence the uh, the Princeton connection. He's, he called Tiki's uh, son's first touchdown, right? He, he, he was did. on the mic for AJ's touchdown? He, he the was. First one? He was. Um, nice. I was. At, I was actually at that game. I know too. you were. Because they were, I think it was on ESPNU. I Didn't believe. they put you in the booth that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah I went up yeah, in the booth. Yeah. I mean, the game got out of hand, even though, you know, um, Brown started to make a little bit of a charge at the end. But I was up in the booth for most of the, you know, fourth quarter when AJ was sitting down. But, yes, that was his first only touchdown last year. But he had a pretty good season. So, well, excited for him. This is awesome. I mean, I remember I, I told Pat, you know, fall asleep to the radio. You know, when Mike Breen was cutting his teeth as a young Nick announcer and – all the other broadcasters that were, you know, just coming up when I was falling in love with sports. There's going to be a whole new wave of young fans who are falling asleep to him and yep. listening to him. It's, it's awesome. So congrats to him and congrats to the Mets. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 